right, everybody. We are sitting down with Mackenzie Millivild. Did I say it right? You did. Let's you did. go. I'm proud. All right. So Mackenzie, we were just talking. Um, she is uh, brilliant, first off, but she's very, very, um, I, I would say, young into her career right now, and she does a lot of different things. And so I thought it'd be really cool for Mackenzie to kind of talk about her history because she's basically straight out of college. Like, I mean, you've obviously been here almost a year, but you came fresh out of school. And I think it's really beneficial for folks to understand kind of who want to get into this space, maybe some best practices or tips to like kind of understand what you should be at least learning maybe your last few months before you graduate or internship wise or certification wise. Like I thought it was refreshing that you said your school kind of was updated on what you were learning. A lot of schools, unfortunately, like are a little bit outdated. So um, I think it is for kids that are coming out of school, super important to be able to, at least if you're looking to get into digital marketing or data or marketing, whatever it may be, to know the way. So let's talk about that. Let's, let's talk dig about right it. in. Where were you born? I was born in Phoenix, Arizona. My dad was in the military, so don't really have a home base, kind of moved. Army brat. All around. Ar not army brat. He's a Air Navy. Force. Navy. Navy. So, okay, yeah, gotcha. Master Chief. So we, uh, we very Halo, Halo-esque. <laughs> Shout out, Dad. Um, we moved all around the country when it came to finding a college. I was in love with a boy from high school and took a chance, followed him to Oklahoma State University. Go Pokes. Yeah, um, Cowboys. Absolutely nothing about that decision, Oklahoma State, really led me in my career. If I had not have gone to Oklahoma State, I wouldn't be sitting here today. That's insane. And again, I, I mean, everything happens for a reason. And I know you had a lot of different opportunities, like whether it was Harvard or whatever it may be, because again, you had told me there's a bunch of different places for you to attend. Going to Oklahoma State, you did have a handful of other opportunities to uh, go elsewhere, but um, with, you know, following the boy who is now going to be your husband coming up, but what other than the boy were you looking for? Like, what were you looking to get into? I mean, what was something within school that you were, you generally like looking for out of a program? Right. So toured a bunch of colleges, fell in love with the community at Oklahoma State. It's, it was like nothing else. Everybody was super friendly when we got there. But going into this, I was a software engineer major. That's what I started college with, software engineer and psychiatry. I was going to Either. I was going to choose one or the other. Yeah. They were both both my passions at the time. So I ran with both degrees for a while. They had an incredible psychiatry program, really good connections with the state of Oklahoma to work with, you know, disgruntled children, mm -hmm. issues, things like that. Absolutely loved that program. Engineering was just kind of like a side thought. I didn't really know what path I wanted to take. So that encompassed with how beautiful the campus was, how incredible everyone was to me when we went to her. That really made my mind up. That's awesome. Yeah. Very, very cool. So... I guess as you were um, looking to uh, get into the, the workforce as you were graduating, what were some of the things that you were looking for, I guess? And then what, I guess, skills prepared you for coming into the workforce, I guess, leading you to getting the job with us? I mean, um, I, again, thinking as you are graduating in school, I, it's crazy to think, but like some resumes that I see are nuts. I mean, it's like... Again, it's crazy. I feel like with resumes, you're coming out of school. We understand that. Like, so feel free to add whatever you want again, but you know, don't make it like a, a coloring book and a, you know, it's yeah. Right. Either way. So I was a little off the wall. I've been working since I was 16. Um, so I was a consultant at a dress store all the way through high school, very like long-term jobs. So if you're, if you're somebody who's really young and you're really looking for something to 
put on your resume and make yourself look good is long history with working with employers, even at that young of an age, showing them that you're not going to just job hop. Yeah. So while I was in high school, I worked that dress job. I also worked for my mom's insurance agency as a data analyst there. So I already had my foot in the door in the very cool. Data analytics space. That was something that was available to pretty much anyone. There were like two or three other people that did it for them as well, just data cleaning and processing. Did you get thrown into that because you knew how to operate Excel? Like, I mean, were you right. just literally thrown into that because right. of that? Yeah. Exactly. So That's... Excel, being able to manage like a CRM, mm-hmm. doing all that kind of stuff. Um, it was kind of a learn on the fly, learn as you go kind of thing. Alongside of that, I did some like video editing and some website designing for some other companies. So just on and end You're jobs. just like doing all of these different things, skill sets to ultimately, you're like a Swiss army knife. Right. I was trying to trying to figure out where I really wanted to land. I knew I wanted to do something in tech. I just couldn't figure out where my niche was. And at the time I was still really interested in psychiatry. So I I wasn't really sure where I was going to go. Fast forward to getting into college, went those first two years still kind of between both degrees, started to realize software wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I really did love software, but it just wasn't the path that I really wanted to go into. And psychiatry kind of looked at the the schooling I had to do after the fact and realized I didn't want to be in that much debt. Sure. Took myself out of the psychiatry and tried to find something that combined my love for software with, at that time, I was working at a dog bakery Mm -hmm. as their social media manager and working in the bakery all day long. So I looked at the bakery job and I was like, I'd love to find something that got me in the door with both marketing and software. And at the time, was super involved in the business segment of the college and spoke to one of my professors and he was like, we actually have a new program launching marketing analytics and data science engineering. So this was like, this was like the couple of every single thing that I wanted to do. So cool. So I started taking those classes. So these were brand new to the school. Very brand new. I was only in the second wave of people to graduate with that degree. That's awesome. Very new. If you're you're really interested in marketing analytics, I believe there's only five schools, University of Florida, Oklahoma State being the two ones I know of for sure. Mm. So both of those programs, we kind of pulled everything from these five other schools. And it was kind of in its infancy, but they did a really good job with it. We did a lot of focus on Tableau and Mm -hmm. visualization of data, cleaning data, all of that kind of stuff. So definitely found my place there. Very, very cool. Yeah, I feel like um, getting into like, whether it is just data cleaning or just being able to kind of get your foot into whether it's internships or understanding kind of what you're interested in. Like that'd be like my biggest, you know, tip for, for anybody, you know, at that point, like uh, if you're looking to understand what you want to do for the, like, I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up, but like, again, I'm having fun because I found a passion and I feel like for you trying to kind of figure out again, is it SAS or software? Is it again from the, the psychiatry standpoint? Cause again, schooling's long time for that. But I think all of that comes into to just really combining what you've done in your short time being here for 21, 22 years, like to now, like it's, uh, it's really impressive to see, like, again, those, those skills, because I am 34 almost. And I think like, I love being able to have younger individuals in here because you guys live this stuff. Like, you know, it's like, I kind of remember a time in I'm sure a handful of listeners will like before like the internet and before all of these things. And it's like, y'all like grew up like in like, there's no other knowing of something like that. So it's like to find people that are young, hungry and want to like learn and just know this stuff secondhand. Like I think a lot of kids don't realize like there's a lot of opportunity out there. Like what you just mentioned in data cleaning, like I met with a company the other day, that's one dude's sole job. You know I mean? Again, there's so much data that is out there now. Um, but no, that's, that's really cool. So with your, um, interview process, um, after you had 
graduated and learned um, everything from Oklahoma State, which, by the way, I think that's so rad they have those programs because, um, again, going back to being old, they didn't have any of these types of programs when I graduated school. And, and it was funny because I remember when I first got into programmatic, like eight years ago, Penn State was one of the first schools that like started doing like programmatic like courses and stuff. And I was like, this is crazy. Um, so the fact that, again, there are courses for whether it's data, marketing, digital advertising, and they're up to date, like I think schools would, should hope, hopefully stay on par with like privacy laws and data, you know, um, at least in their curriculum. But yeah, so I guess with when you were applying, um, what was that process like? I know, um, you know, we are, you're working with a different director now, but again, the, the gentleman here with that process, like what, what was that like? And then what did you like about, I guess, the Julie Knight? Making sure that you have a lot on your resume was, was something that was really important to me. So Oklahoma State gave me a lot of opportunities. I partnered with I did advertising for Auntie Anne's pretzels, came up with things like that. So I had a more robust resume than my age. So I think that made a lot of the interviews hesitant. And I'm kind of glad it did because it landed me right where I needed to be. How did you get that internship then? So it wasn't an internship. It was just through the school. It was like a a program you you could do. I got you. So putting yourself out there, putting yourself in all of the programs is, is definitely my number one suggestion there. down to three weeks before graduation. I'm now engaged um, because my boyfriend at the time had just proposed. Mm -hmm. So I'm engaged. We're in New York. I'm flying back and forth. He's about to graduate. I'm graduating. Parents are coming into town, moving, trying to figure out where we're going to go in three weeks. I had like 10 or 15 interviews and something about the culture of here spoke to me and enough that I took the chance and packed up and moved 1,500 miles. So. That's crazy. Uh, I'm glad you went to Charleston. Yeah. So you uh-huh. were in New York before this or you were in Oklahoma? No, I was in Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, New York was just where I got engaged. Uh, Keith I actually called saying. me. Got you, got you. Okay. Yeah, Keith called me while, while were... I was on the plane on the way back. Cool. Um, and I awesome. like had just landed. And I was like, I almost would have missed your phone call. Like I was in the air. <laughs> and he was like, well, then that seems like the perfect fit. And we go. set up an interview for the next day. <laughs> had the interview. Went through the whole process just nice guy, talked about the company culture, really sound like everybody loved it. Everybody that I talked to was super happy and super excited and very welcoming. There were some math tests that were involved in a lot of the applications that I that I was going right. for. So, you know, you had like these proctored, like one or two hour long math tests. I did the same here. We had these like comprehensive studies exams, like how can you visualize data? Do you, mm-hmm. have you ever used Tableau? Have you ever used Google Data Studio? Things like that. Yeah. So it, it definitely depended on what agency and firm I was looking at, but the process was all pretty much the same around the board. Be prepared to take a math test. Be prepared to show you can visualize data and be prepared that you could clean data. Do you think with, I mean, and again, that's like amazing um, just information and advice, like with individuals, like maybe if they didn't understand how to or learn one of those skill sets like in school, like what would your recommendation be to like quickly figure that out really right. fast? Like, yeah, if you don't have, you know, the resources while you're in school for this, I think there's a lot of really good programs on the LinkedIn network. If you've ever gone on LinkedIn and looked at their little assessment quizzes and stuff like that, they give you a lot of resources mm-hmm. to learn more about certain things like you can get data visualization assessments and things like that that's break a great down a place CPM, to start uh, you know breakdown for yeah, yeah that's yeah. great that's a great place to start i know google does all of their learnings and assessments mm-hmm. for free so any of those like google ad certifications on placement and yeah 
all of that. That's great advice. I don't believe that you can get into anything like Trade Desk or anything like that, but a lot of free YouTube I would say, like, yeah, YouTube or look at Udemy, like, or any of those other, like, little, like, course websites that you can learn stuff, whether it's, like, Programmatic 101 or, like, 360 into it or social media. So, like, I mean, again, that's that's great advice because I think um, the one thing I really enjoyed uh, with Keith and his interview process is, and, you know, he nailed it because at the time when you were interviewing, I think again the the, the country was a little different than and again the job you know market now. But like ultimately, um, people were just spitting out resumes to us. And I mean, there was like the experience level. There's people applying that had no reason to apply here. And so we really had to evaluate like how we were like looking to find candidates. And I think like taking the the approach of like having those courses or those tests, um, you know, looking at your your resume, but like more so um, just your, your energy, you know, and that's kind of like what it's like, okay, they're like, that's how we should make hires. And I know, um, and I'll take, you know, we're, I'm one of the owners and it's like, as we've grown this thing, we've made bad hires, but we've made great hires. And I think like looking at a step of putting in courses or text tests or use cases where somebody needs to kind of prove that concept, like we're definitely going to do that moving forward. Obviously we've, we've learned that in the last month or so, but you know, um, I think like having, um, that information like from you and then also i think one thing that drove him crazy and me crazy was the fact that those people never did research about the company or the people like i know he had talked about that stuff so um what was some of the stuff that you might have done um research wise like whether it was us or other companies you were applying for right so that was something that one of my professors really drilled into me he was like you're only as young as your experience tells somebody that you are that was his favorite line to use when we were that's great preparing ourselves to go into these interviews was your experience does the talking for you and if you put in the work now while you have all of this extra time your experience is going to out talk your age any day because i was already a young a young graduate. I, you know, I graduated high school at 17. So I went into college at 17. I started school early. I skipped a grade. So there were, there were things working against me that I was already the youngest one coming out. Mm. And then now I needed to prove myself in the experience realm. I'm glad so. you have that mindset. Cause I think a lot of people could like, from, from our standpoint, it's like, man, this girl's smart as shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah. like the mindset that you have though, is like, that'll keep you driving to, to keep being better and better right. and better. It, and it, it's not even necessarily, you know, book smarts or street smarts or anything like that. It's understanding that the level of work and ethic that you put in is what's going to get you the best return. You could be, you know, a three point GPA at 2.5. If you're going to put in the work, when you come into those interviews and you're able to speak candidly about what you've done, it's much easier. You know, I came into college like a 4.0 student. I thought that was going to be like the path. I applied at all these like Ivy League schools and I graduated with like a 3.8. It's not horrible, but it's not where I thought it was going Mm -hmm. to be. And when I came to the interview and spoke with Keith, I was like, yeah, I know my, I know I only have a 3.8. That was like the first thing I said to him. And he was like, I could care less about your GPA. Like, let's talk about this experience. And I was like, man, my professor was dead on, you know? All of those YouTube videos. I am an avid fan of YouTube. I love YouTube for coding. I love it for anything with finance. You can literally learn fucking anything on YouTube. It's crazy. Yeah, it's It's free. There's a lot of great resources. I taught myself Photoshop on it because I was taking a course in school and the lady was literally teaching us off YouTube. And I was like, what am I doing paying you? If you don't have access to some of the things like these courses and things like that, like that you if you have a smartphone you have access to youtube and you have access to grow you know i yeah. i grew up in a military household it, it wasn't anything i mean we weren't 
loaded. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the education that I did outside of school was through YouTube. And so when I was able to come in and speak to Keith, I was like, I know what programmatic is. I know what a DSP is. I know what a, you know, you know what you're talking about. I know what I'm talking yeah. about because I have these, and I, but I was candid and I, and I think it's very important in interviews to be forthcoming. I've done many interviews now here for mm -hmm. individuals right, coming right, in here. Yeah. And you can tell when someone's not being candid. If you know what it is, but you don't have experience in it, own up to it. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the first things with Keith. I said, hey, I know everything about this, but I have not ran any advertising in programmatic. Mm -hmm. And he was like, that's fine. I can teach you anything, but I need you to be honest with me. Mm -hmm. I need to know where, you are, where you're at and I need a frame of reference of where we can go from here. Yeah. And so honesty is the I, best policy. Yeah, I was going to say, sure. that's no, for sure. I mean, literally like it's not going to, and in my opinion, like we don't build a culture of being like, oh, well, we're not going to hire you because you don't know that. Like, let's let you learn it. Because a lot of this stuff is like riding a bike. You know, it's all of the platforms have different different things, but there's also similarities in whether it's behavioral data or, or just kind of building out those things. And so I think like from that standpoint, there are even when you get into the agency setting. And I think like my advice for some students too would be like, hopefully whatever job you're taking, they're going to put you into a good at least training, you know. Uh, regimen. You're going to learn the certain certifications, but all these platforms have it. So to McKinsey's point earlier, like if you're looking at Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of those, they all have their own uh, individual like knowledge portals or certifications. The biggest advice I have while you're in school, make sure you're working hard. Make sure you're putting in those extra hours. Make sure you're finding every possible opportunity that you have. But when you come out and you're ready to tackle looking at a job, make sure you have an understanding of where you want to be and what your ideal company culture looks like. Coming out of this, I have a lot of friends that are really not happy because they didn't take the agency route. They took more of what at that time we called the firm route. They went you know, for a big mm. firm. They thought this was all of the job security you know, a lot of in people the in world. Oracle right now yep. Facebook that got yep. laid off. Yep, and they got, you know, they have to wear button-ups every single day and the loafers and... Like, what the hell are we wearing They right have, now? they have no flexibility Connor outside. has a little Bats blue shirt on. Yeah. He looks like a delivery guy. I love it. <laughs> they have absolutely, like, no flexibility in anything that they do. They're stuck in one channel. They're yeah. just doing Google ads. And they're realizing now, you know, coming up on a year of being out of school that they could have taken their talents and explored a lot of other options and probably been more well-rounded within this space. As you approach the cusp of coming into a first career, really take the time to find a company that vibes and matches with you. I, I loved that when I was talking to Keith, we were able to bring our dogs here and it was fun and we go out to happy hour and we do these things. They just can't smell bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah and so <laughs> no kind of rules. And now as my friends are in this like quote unquote firm environment and they're corporate, corporate settings. settings. Yeah, we call them agencies <laughs> versus like, firms. We were like talking about it. So when they're in these corporate jobs, they feel like they're a little bit sequestered and they're not learning as much as they could. Yeah, so my, yeah. my biggest thing would be don't rush the interview process. There's plenty of jobs out there yeah. and you're going to find the perfect one. And even if it takes you uh, six months or you cut down to the wire and you're three weeks out, there's going to be a company out there that matches your values and what you care about and will recognize the work that you put in. So. No, I love that. That's really great advice. Well, again, thank you, Mackenzie. We will 1000% keep bringing you back on for more tips because again, you and Connor and um, the whole ad operations team is just consistently like looking at new things. You're blowing my mind on um, just staying up to date on things that like when we built this, like 
again, this is my passion, but to see you all like being the the next wave of people that are just bringing in things that we've never even thought of, it's so sick. So kudos to you. I love that you are a part of our team. And again, like I would say from the corporate standpoint, you know, it's great advice, but again, you can go through this and learn. And I learned, like I've worked in corporate settings and like, if you were five minutes late, they'd be like, you need to make that up at the end of the day. Or like, I mean, you know, wearing, wearing like long sleeve shirts in Charleston until like, I mean, stupid stuff like that. And so, and my business partners have as well. And so we don't want to do that. And so I guess to your point, like of finding a culture, like do your research. But I mean, for us, we are independently owned. We bootstrap this company ourselves. So look at like who owns your company. So, I mean, you know, again, to your point, I know a couple of people that, you know, who owns Facebook, but if you do go into other entities, again, is there a holding company? Is there above that? Like, cause when financial shit happens, what is the first things to go? And it's again, going to be, you know, the last year and a half, I think is really shown like COVID changed a lot. A lot of people thought that like, again, the, the remoteness and, and a lot was in the favor of the workers. But now with like how everything's going, I mean, look at the tech companies, they overstaffed insane. And I think from a boutique agency standpoint, like you have more freedom and flexibility. Uh, my friends are getting laid off in the masses That's on a horrible. company Zoom call where you can't even see the guy's face and it's 300 of you. And he's like, this is your last day. Holy see you shit. later. You and they literally gave me goosebumps in like yeah, the worst and way. They, and they hang up. So find the career you think you fit in, find the people you think you fit with the jobs will come they will go and you're gonna end up where you're meant to be all right well thank you Mackenzie. thank you mm-hmm.